When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Leah Messer, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Raspy Voice! Do you love the Big 12 Conference? Do you love college basketball? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. So come on over to the Midwest Madness podcast, powered by the 1012 Network, where I, Robbie Triano of SiriusXM, talk all things men's basketball in the Big 12 Conference. Whether it's breaking down the biggest games, interviews with some of the best people covering the league, or discussing which teams will make the big dance, make the Midwest Madness podcast your bi-weekly listen. Because the best way to prepare for March Madness is to listen to the Midwest Madness. This podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season. So be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, They've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. This podcast is brought to you in part by Modern Appalachian Kitchen. A small, local Morgantown business is giving WVU fans and Morgantown something to talk about. This local candy kitchen is home to the Marshmallow Couch. That's right. Now you can relive the infamous WVU winning celebration with a couch that you can eat instead of catching on fire in the middle of the street. Order your marshmallow couch and other sweet treats at modernappalachiankitchen.com. We are part of the 1012 Patreon. Please be a part of our 1012 Patreon where you can get behind the scenes information, show participation, and other things. It is www.patreon.com slash 1012 network. Thanks everyone for listening and supporting the Raspy Voice Kids. Raspy Voice! I'm sick. And no, I'm not talking about the fact that I got COVID.
Yeah, I'm playing hurt. It's your boy Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pitt. Joined by my brother Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. I'm here for another week. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. This is the OSU review. We are reviewing the Oklahoma State West Virginia University game. We're just giving you a recap, how we feel, what we think, and a little bit about Neil Brown. Jeremy, what do you have for the people coming into this week or going out of this week? Why is it that you always just want to review after the losses? Why don't you want to review after the wins, Brandon? I do want to review after the wins. I always want to review. I always want to record after the game. I want to be hot and ready, fresh off the press. I always want to do it. But there is way more intensity and passion because it's like this, Jeremy. The Bible says you, what you did is what you ought to have done. I can't tell you where that is exactly, but there's a scripture that says what you did is what you ought to have done. So when you win, it's what you ought to have done. When you lose to Houston, you had no business losing to Houston. When you go, when you come into a game at home against Oklahoma State as a favorite by four and a half points, you should have won. You should have beaten the mullet. You should have beaten Mike Gundy. And you did not just get beat. You got housed in the end by double digits. Then I got a lot more fire, a lot more passion, because you did not do what you ought to have done. I don't know if you could say get housed. That game was not housed. Anybody watch that game did not. You said in the end, if you want to talk about the points, maybe. But that's, that's not housed. The game was close. It went back and forth multiple times. Close game all the way through and through. Um, the thing I get hung up on is the first thing is we lost, okay? Anybody feeling outraged right now? Anybody feeling anger right now? You know, that's a good point. Because I, that's I'm not, not how really I feel. Outraged. I don't no, either. At all. At all. Nah. Um, here's the thing. I mean, what y'all want me to be mad? What's there to be mad at? <laughs> this is our team. This is our team. Win or lose, we come out and support West Virginia. We don't care if we win or lose. It's all about playing the game on Saturday, putting on the old golden blue, and just being happy <laughs> that we have college football. No, that's what, that's what it is. I don't know. Like I, I know it sounds very sarcastic right now, but that's Jeremy, where I am. No, you, you know, know what, Jeremy? You, it's you not about what? even lowering expectations. I'm not even mad right now. And, it reminds and this me of the was, old. Go ahead. It reminds me of that old mad TV skit. Lowered expectations. The dating no. site. Yeah, no, that, that's that's what it is. And um, here's another game where you could look and say we should have won. I mean, we gave up three turnovers that were big. And by the way, before the game, I said it's all about turnovers, Brandon. And we lost the turnover battle three to two in a very close game. We didn't if lose we, a one possession. If we lost by one possession, I would agree with you. We did not lose by one possession. Brandon, it was pretty much one possession. It was a very tight back and forth game. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy, Brandon, we don't do surrender. Those, if we don't surrender, surrender those first ten points, the way that we did, it changes the whole entire game. We play great defense. Make when, them when when early on in the game, and we turn the ball back over to them. Our defense took the ball away, and we. I mean, Brandon, I've never seen somebody just hand the ball like 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 the tight end Taylor did on that play. He just handed it to him. Oh, this no, right he here. A, he got a, He got a pop, He got poked out and it bounced oh, that's right, right to him. That's right. It, it, it was it, like it, a buck. It, it it looked like it got just handed right to him, but it looked like a play on a video game at no, first. No, that's what we call. It. We call it the Buckeye bounce. It hit. Later, but it was a Buckeye bounce, bounce. It came straight back to the defender. Um, I was at work, so like I looked away for a second. I looked back. I'm like, whoa, whoa, how did I have the ball again? Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah. But then you just look at little things like that, and and it's just those three turnovers turn into 17 points. Then they get another seven, because people are probably going to try to kill our defense. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't good. It wasn't atrocious. It, it wasn't like, good. Up- Jeremy, Jeremy, it wasn't atrocious. Are you joking right now? Brandon, I'm saying... How many yards? 282 yards on the ground, yes. 282 yards on the ground on how many carries, Jeremy? Yeah, no, no. They gashed us. That's the word. Can can I excuse me? uh, Mr. Phoenix, can I use the word gashed on this one? (laughs) Yes, they gashed us. You're right. They gashed us. (laughs) One of these days, I'll tell you about a time I had to walk off set. Yeah, yeah, that's a a deep cut for the insiders only. Years ago, I had to walk off set before, before what they used to say before I called a case. On my own brother. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hate to go to jail for getting beat up. It would be right. terrible for you to go to jail for getting beat up. It would be terrible. But we give up 17 points off of turnovers. Then we give up another seven points off of 30 yards and penalties. That did, that takes them pretty much to our red zone. Like, our defense did not play well. But it wasn't as bad as I feel like the, the score showed it, like i said we can't ever do two things at once we can't ever be playing solid defense and playing solid offense it's either we're playing solid offense terrible defense or we do some nice things on defense and we call some big turnovers and oh we give it right back on offense but we yeah, lost 20... the turnover battle and i said the turnover battle would be key and we lose it three to two and all those turnovers were very important yeah, we lost by two touchdowns it wasn't a one-possession game. We lost turnover battle by one. If the turnovers were the key, that to me, that would have been the difference, the one possession, and it wasn't one possession. The biggest thing was we could not get stops when we needed to get stops. We knew they were going to run the ball. We could not stop Ollie Gordon, knowing full well they were going to run it. He still was able to run the ball on us. The tackling, Jeremy, the tackling was terrible. Terrible. Statistics- no, no, I wanted to bring that up, too. Tackling was terrible. Tackling, we heard all offseason about how much better our team had gotten at tackling. Last week, we were told that it was an anomaly, that the tackling was bad because we lost focus because we started to feel ourselves a little bit. And I didn't understand that because I kept saying, what had this team accomplished at 4-1 and one to be feeling themselves? What trophy had they won? What bowl game had they gotten to? What, what, what had they done to feel themselves? They weren't even ranked. And then we see they, them come out this week and prove, no, it's not about feeling themselves. They just stink. They stink. As a team, they stink. And the reason I'm willing to say they stink is because I go out and I look at Drew Alar, who so many people try to tell me, yeah, we watch film. I'm not going to say who it was, but, you know, so-and-so's, uh, he's, one of the best, he's one of the best in the nation at watching film. And Drew Alar is an elite quarterback. 18 for 43 today against Ohio State. 18 for 43, Drew Alar was. Drew Alar is not elite. Penn State's offense is not elite. We made them look elite because our defense is not good. We played down teams, which is why we started out 4-1. and one. We played bad football teams, stink football teams, which is what propelled us to 4-1. and one. Then we played another stink football team in Houston, felt ourselves a little too much, and couldn't come away with a win. Then we played a solid football team in Oklahoma State. I'm not going to say a good team, but a solid team because good football teams don't lose to South Alabama, 33-7. to We play a solid team in Oklahoma State at home in what felt like a must-win for so many people. I didn't call it a must-win because I don't believe in must-wins in the middle of the season. But in a, in a quote-unquote must-win for so many people, 
We come out and lay down. We didn't lay down because the team did not quit. But we got punked in moments when we needed to be there. When we had to have it, we did not have it. Yeah. I, and I'm, I I'm tired I'm, of it. I, <laughs> I know you're tired of it, but I'm, I'm not going to use the words punked or, or stuff like that. The bottom line is this. To be a decent team and then to be a good team and to be a great team, there's there, you go through phases. They always say football is a game of inches. So the people will say, hey, but we've only lost. And this game was close, and then we barely lost to Houston. But look how many years, games in the past that we've lost, barely. And they say, oh, if you flip some of those, yeah, that's the point if you flip them. The point is good teams know how to finish. Good teams just know how to, sur to survive, to win. So this game of inches, this, game's, this, this game of inches, we keep losing. Against Houston, we lost. There's no, there's no grade, pass or fail. We failed against Oklahoma State, which was a team that we can beat. I've, I've been saying it for years. you got to beat the teams that you can. Houston, yes. we should have won. Oklahoma State, I really feel like we, we could have won. I'm not saying should, could have. These are the tough losses that at the end of the year, when you're looking at a 500 record, you say, ah, well, maybe next year. The problem is when you've been through so many maybe next years, then you realize, no, this is just what it is. This is just what it is. Mediocrity. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's year five. This isn't Neil Brown's first year. This isn't his second year. This isn't his third year. This is not a COVID year. This is not a transfer year. This is his fifth year. And everybody who tries to make up the excuses, oh, well, he had to deal with COVID, or he had to deal with the transfer portal, or he had to deal with NIL. Every coach, every team, every school in the nation has had to deal with COVID, the transfer portal, and NIL. Every single one. Every staff. Every group, every player has had to deal with all of those things. And the good teams, the successful ones, the coaches who matter have made their way through it. The ones who don't have made excuses. I'm tired of the excuses. And the big and deal for me is when you look at our schedule, the soft spot was Houston and Oklahoma State. That was we a soft spot. We could have been 6-1. and one. But instead, we're four and three. Our next three games, we go to Orlando and play Central Florida. Bingo. I'm glad you said Central Florida, by the way, because it's not UCF. It's Central Florida on this show. And Central Florida almost beat Oklahoma. Like, they got talent down there. It's going to be a game. Central, Florida, gonna... got, Central Florida got cheated today, by the way. They got cheated on the first half, end of the, end of the first half, Pass interference call that was not pass interference that took away an interception that allowed Oklahoma to kick a field goal and Oklahoma wins by two points. They got job today. So it's big because we are four and three right now. We go to the balance house next. They're going to be up to play that game. After that, we go to BYU and BYU is physical and a good team. Nope. BYU plays in Morgantown. Oh, uh, excuse me. More BYU comes to us. Then the week after that, we get Oklahoma. We have three good teams coming up. Can our team bounce back? We're four and three. If we if we don't play ball, we could easily be looking at four and six, meaning that we would have to beat the last two teams, Cincinnati and Baylor, which is doable, but Cincinnati and Baylor just to get bowl eligible. 
that's a position that we put ourselves in because we didn't handle the soft, quote unquote, soft spot of our of our schedule. Brandon, what happens? What what happens? What happens if we try? <laughs> Can you imagine? Everybody want to talk about Neil Brand won four in a row. What are you gonna say now? Four in a row. Can you imagine if he loses the next three and loses five in a row to to, finish, to, to, to almost finish the year? Central Florida, BYU, Oklahoma, and yet it's a real possibility. And see, the thing is, I don't get too I don't get too excited about any of the games because each game is its own. And I've been saying that you you say your thing. I say my except, thing. Except for there's only one game that's not its own. But go ahead. What do you mean? I guess I guess I guess I guess you're right. I guess you're saying no matter what they did against somebody else, it's your yeah. team versus their team. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yep. I, if they blow somebody out, if they barely lose, hail mary. What? It doesn't matter. Each game is its own. I don't believe in the momentum. I don't believe in that garbage. I I wish it were true. Sometimes. Right now, I hope it's not true. But I don't believe in it. I, I think each game is its own. You go out, you play your best. And one thing you tweeted that I believe, and I hope it stays this way, but, but there were some moments where it looked like there was some weirdness. Um, you tweeted that these players, you can say what you want, but these players have not given up on Neil Brown. They haven't, man. They went down 10 nothing, and they kept playing. End of last year, they had nothing to play for and won two games in a row. Because they, they, they don't quit again on Neil. Yeah, and I love that. And I hope that they I hope they continue not to. Now, that doesn't change what I think about Neil Brown. I don't think he's the guy. I think he's got good qualities as a human being. I think he's ineffective as a coach. I don't think he does enough. And I'll be interested to see his post-game uh, press conference to hear what he has to say about this loss. Um, that fourth down call, when we were down by one possession, 31-24, I believe it was. Uh, I can't remember the exact score. And they went with the read option. Garrett Green gets tackled for a loss, turns the ball over on downs. <clears throat> Might have been 41-34. And, um, yeah, it was 41-34. And I tweeted at that moment, Jay and Fiend knows what I always say in, in those short, gotta have it down and distance situations. What I always say. What do I always say you have to, what kind of play should you call? Where the quarterback can run if everything else breaks down. That's right. Call a pass play. That way you have options. If you if your quarterback can throw the ball if they need to, the defense cannot, they cannot load the box. They cannot key in on you. You have the option to run with the quarterback if he sees fit and you tell him, pull it and go if necessary. Throw the ball if not. Um, extend the play if you have to, like he did early in the game. Garrett Green early did it early in the game, getting the ball to Devin Carter for a long touchdown pass. But instead, he went with a read option where the world knows the ball is going to be run and they can load the box, sit on the play, and shut it down like they did. I had no problem with him going for it. I had a problem with the play that they called. I don't remember where I was going with that. Why was I talking about that? I don't remember now. Um, anything else you have to say about that, Jeremy? No, I'm not even mad right now. Um, like I said, I support my Mountaineers. I love my Mountaineers. I want us to win every single game. I never root for us to lose. People are saying, oh, hopefully West Virginia loses so Neil Brown can. No, no, I don't no. feel like that. I want no, us to I win every single game. I want West Virginia to win every single sport we play where the w, flying WV it, it is on our jersey or our helmet or our uniform in some capacity. But, um, you know, you <laughs> You just get, look, look, you, Brandon, it's like, 
people t- always ask me, they were like, uh, man, you, you've calmed down a lot. You're not as competitive as you was were. Because when I was younger, I used to be really competitive. The problem is when you get older, you get forced into not being that competitive because you're not as good. You're going to gain weight. You, you achy and your legs don't move the way they used to move. It's different. I can't be competitive anymore because it would just hurt my feelings. And it's the same thing with West Virginia. It's like, I just, uh, you know, it is what it is because uh, we've been forced into it. We've been beaten into submission. This is where we're at. And no, Neil Brown's going nowhere. So let's That's just hope what I was going to say. Let's just hope we win in the bounce house so we can feel good. Hopefully we can make it to a bowl game. But uh, everybody who's like, and you know, I'm not even saying it. I'm not even saying it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. 14, 14. Actually, I'll go ahead and say it. I'll go ahead and say it. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody who wants to hate on secondary teams, uh, you, I mean, I know I also hate Pitt is with you guys, but uh, don't yeah, look Yeah, I'm, I'm anti-second. I'm anti-secondary teams. I don't get it. What good does it do you? That's like having a. Do you know? I do mean, you know what I'm anti? I'm what? anti. I'm anti anti fifth teams. Like that's too far. If you got more than four <laughs> teams, <laughs> I just don't get any enjoyment out of it because it's not my heart. It's not my heart. It's just not. It's not my heart. I wish it was. I wish I could put my heart into it. I can't put my heart into it. My heart is with the Mountaineers. It's the only place it can be. I I have nowhere else to go. But hats off to Mike Gundy. Hats off to Ollie Gordon. um, That dude balled today. And there's really nothing else you can say. I mean, he was as good as advertised. Um, Alan Bowman played okay, I guess. Um, and I, and I want to say, I, I said, I said that we had to watch for Ollie Gordon. He was better than I thought he would be. Did you think he was better, Jeremy? No, he's a beast. I think, I think uh, it's an important part when like, you know, once again, we, we get watered down and we appreciate what we have and, and I love it. We show so much love to our players, but sometimes we get a little ahead of ourselves, talk about certain people for Heisman and, and then you see Ali Gordon come on the field, and you're like, no, 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 that that that's a real running back. That that's 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 a that's a first rounder. That's a second rounder. Like, you, I don't you just know. Look at I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how high he'll get drafted in the NFL. He's a good running college running back, though. That's for sure. I mean, elite, elite. The little moves he made, it's like, no, we don't we don't have that. We do not have that. What do you think about our offensive line? Because because West Virginia's coaching staff said, according to the broadcast today that they believe we have the best offensive line in the nation. I think our offensive line is really good. Unfortunately, when they know that your receivers can't get off jams, your quarterbacks, you know, shaky on sometimes of decision-making or seeing the open receiver, it's kind of easy on defense to know we're going to load the box. We're going to send extra spies. We're going to do this and that. Everybody's playing the run. They know what's coming. They know for a fact what's coming. That makes it tough. Yeah, I think our I think our offensive line is really good. I don't think it's the best in the nation. I think it's absurd. Yeah, I don't think it's the best in the nation, but I'll say top 10. Yeah, if you told me we had a top 10 offensive line, I would believe that. But I don't think we have the best in the nation. And if, and if you told me, yeah, top 10, I'll take. I'll take, a, I'll take a, the best in the nation if that, would, if that were the truth. I just don't think it's true. Um, and I don't see any evidence to support that. But call me out. Prove me wrong. Hope I'm wrong. Let me know. Uh, 
Jordan Leslie, his team did not have his his side of the ball did not have a good day. People calling us out, Jeremy on Twitter, twitter.com, x.com. Um hey, but like also, I said, but by the way, like, if the coaches are saying we have the best offensive line in the country, y'all need to be embarrassed then. Yeah. 100%. If we truly have the best offensive line in the country, Neil Brown, who's calling the plays on offense, needs to be embarrassed. And I understand we put up some points this game in last game, but well, we possessed the crap out of the ball. We possessed the crap out of the ball again. Yeah, that's what the street said. <laughs> yeah. I just, you're right. He should be embarrassed. I was going to say the, the thing about Jordan Leslie. Bottom line is, if if Neil doesn't get the job done, if Jordan doesn't get the job done, then Neil's gone. And if Neil's offense doesn't get the job done, then Jordan's gone. They're both going to be gone, period. They're both going to be gone. When? I don't know. I don't know when. I don't see it happening this year because the buyout is too large. And if he was going to be fired for cause, it would have happened last year at five and seven. I would guess. I will be very surprised if Ren Baker fires uh, Neil Brown this year, short of not winning another game this year. And even then, it would just surprise me. But if he doesn't win another game this year, the seat might be hot enough. What do you think, Jeremy? Cursing Nettie. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I don't know. James Madison, tough team, not blown away. But we shall see. Not my job to know who. I just know who is not. It's not my job to know who. It's my job to know who is not. Neil Brown is not. He's not the guy. But that's it from the Raspy Voice Kids. That's all we got for y'all today. Uh, like always, love us because we love you. Like, listen, rate, su- su- subscribe, review, all that stuff. All that stuff. Do all that stuff. And uh, follow the 1012 Patreon and uh, get at your boys. Podcast Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.